0: This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com.
1: Hello, good evening everyone. We're back. It's so funny how Pastor Kathy um, talked about the end. but It's not the end. All right. Uh, we've been talking about um, kingdom life and kingdom dynamic, and it's so funny. She happened to mention the date, and I was standing there thinking, wow, it's already August. Yeah. Have we ever known, even had any inclination from the beginning of the year? while <laughs> with well, <in> my face. <laughs> but God's been very good. You know, like Mary and you... I used to say, and Heather always say, "It's top." You know what "top" means? Good. Go, go ahead. Whole and complete. Yes, Super good. it's a Hebrew word. It's good, top. <laughs> so, um, it's so. Um, I love worship in, in this atmosphere, um, not because of this, for the sake of worshiping, but it really opens our heart and eyes to prepare our hearts to receive. And, and I think even the role we play together here is not so much that we are releasing something new, but we are here to affirm and confirm and edify what you are individually listening and hearing from God. And that's our role. Agree? Agree. Mm-hmm. And um, in the beginning, um, when worship started, when Matt was just... Uh, pouring out his heart, the scripture that it remind me of was that in Song of Solomon, uh, chapter 2, verse 4, talks about that God brought us into the banqueting house, and his banner over us is love. Oh, yeah. And every time I think about banner, or many times in a God show me in doing worship, the banner is almost his insignia to just, uh, you know, um, put his banner over our each individual lives and say, you are safe mm-hmm. and you are marked by my love and my promise and my covenant. Yeah. And, and I'm going to expand this thought just a little bit more. I feel like I need to share this, is that, you know, we are all up of our DNA cells. And it's almost like it's like these cells are the composition of this banner. And he literally lifts us up as his banner over your lives or our lives individually. And there is like, I could see even in the year when Matt was ministering and that the sound of that very covenantal, the banner over us and through us, just exuding the his sound of his promise and what we're called to be on the earth. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys or not, but I feel like I need to kind of release that. Yeah. And so um, we've been discussing more likely and think, uh, tell, well, sharing our hearts because we, our discussion always continues like to be continued. We just talk about God and his love and, you know, how his purpose and plans and, you know, what God's saying to this house and to the body of Christ kind of all the time, right? So um, where am I going with this? Okay, I'm just read I'm just taking my time here. Um, the one thing that stood out from Rafa's message last Wednesday was um, quite intriguing because we have been talking about kingdom life and how God's kingdom works in our lives and each and every one of us. And it really struck me the core where when Rafa was sharing, how many of you were here last Wednesday? Okay, good. And Rafa was sharing his story and his experience with this particular individual that who kind of wronged him, but kind of, sort of, kind I'm of, like sort, sort of, okay. <laughs> so, yes, and in that, I, I thought, and I was really impressed with how Holy Spirit that moved on him, not because he just wanted to move on him per, Sacred, moved on him, but he was actually showing his relationship with the Holy Spirit and Father God and Jesus, and his relationship was kind of uh, being expressed in everyday practical manner. And his yielding is to the Holy Spirit to use his love for people and even his love for Jesus. And in that testimony, and how. Um, he yielded to the timing of it all. The timing of it all. So the first thing that impressed me about his experience was that because he had such a tight relationship with Jesus, and he's probably had a few opportunities to do his own vengeance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said, like, "I can revenge you in my own way," or "I'm going to solve this problem my own way." But what he did was that he was waiting. And he waited, and he timed, and he recognized when the time of that, what do you call that, that um, God's redemption plan was unfolding through through his life. And that day's experience is beautifully orchestrated where God just not only blessed him, but blessed the other individual and really be touched by God's love. I think that's such a beautiful Way the God is doing His beating, Mm -hmm. and individually, and that was the thing. And then the second thing that I really was really impressed was about the I don't know. I just got the word timing, and sometimes in our lives, I feel like because ever since this new year began, there are many, multiple levels. We feel like we've been wronged in many different experiences, ways. Whether it's financial or either whether it's relational you can name it. There's always opportunity to be offended and feel like you've been wronged and you feel like, yes, I just want to have a peace of my mind to this individual or, or if I can't have my way, I want to re- resolve this issue, that problem, my this way. You have your ways or based on your experience, you solved a certain issue at certain times so you think that the way you used to solve it would be the right way to do it. But obviously through the Rapa story God's way is a whole lot better than the way we do it oh, right. and God orchestrated the whole event such a way that it was just perfect to release the love of Father yeah. and, and I think we have all this opportunity even, even in my personal life I have certainly an opportunity to just I just want to say
0: <laughs>
1: oh, let me give you a piece of my mind One, <laughs> well, but you know, there's a always Holy Spirit nudging, like, okay, come on. No, you know better than that. And so having said that, and I wanted like a coin with um, the Rafa's experience, and also I think when we um, ended our discussion on um, how to hone in to listen to Holy Spirit for our own journey in daily lives, and then you know you two both kind of get really good um input about it. So
2: um
1: any one of you want to
2: start based on how I opened with uh experience. How we hone in on hearing the Holy Spirit. Yes. Our... Yeah. Well I when when you were basically retelling his story the whole time I'm thinking and I know you have a testimony too about similar. But I was thinking about um there was a, a time several years ago where um I got really stiffed financially by a particular person big time and um, was really upset about it. And I went through a series in my own self of forgiveness and I forgive and I forgive. And I think the one thing that I've realized personally through my life is that I can go through the motions and think that I've forgiven but if I'm still having animosity towards somebody, there's really something that hasn't been totally dealt with there. And, um, and so I found myself in that place and I would keep going, you know, I forgive, oh Lord, I've put that away and I forgive and blah, blah, blah. And I go, so finally I went in for a sozo with pastor Sally and, um, this, however it happened in, in that she said, how would you, at the beginning, she said, how would you, or maybe it was the end. I don't remember. I just remember her saying, how would you want to feel? Or no, at the end of the soza she said, how do you feel? And I said, nothing. And I said, you know, I mean, which was not good or bad. It was just literally, I just had no feelings about the situation. And so, um, Literally, the next day I go to the gym, I never, ever, ever run into this person. Ever. And they were at the gym at the same time I was. They came up, started talking to me. We had a conversation. They walked off. And I finished working out. I left. And all of a sudden I went, oh, my gosh, I felt nothing. And it was like exactly what I had told her at the end of the sozo. And from that point on, I would never trust the person with money again, but I have nothing against them. Like, there's, there's just nothing there. I could have a conversation with them. There, there's just nothing there. And um, I think when you were talking to, a, about that, I, there's so many times I realize in my life, um, you know, I go through the motions but I'm still not quite getting to the core of whatever the issue is. And when I get to that point, I realize I need to go get some help. You know, I need someone to help me through this because I'm not, I'm not hitting it myself. And, um, you know, the practicalities of walking kingdom out every single day of our lives, that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal to be able to hear Holy Spirit in a situation like that or to be able to hear Holy Spirit say you need to go get some help and get passes because you can't live the rest of your life. If I live the rest of my life holding something against that person, even though I'm walking through the motions saying I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, but really at the core there's something that's there. It's going to inhibit my prosperity in my future. And so um, it just gets down to the nitty gritty Practicalities of how to walk kingdom out in that specific instance, or in, in situations like that, and and you know, there's a lot of things going on that give us credence right now to hold things against people, right. and Definitely. I think those are one of the ways we really have to be careful, um, you know, with ourselves and with and just cherish our relationship with Holy Spirit and, and just keep, you know, almost like, check me, Holy Spirit, you know. I need to check myself.
1: Okay, I have a question. Um, because I, when, when you mentioned that, I remember the first discussion or the first panel meeting up here, and you mentioned a scripture. Um, take heed how you hear and what to hear. And could you elaborate on that and Okay.
2: That's so, a scripture. Yes. And want That scripture. Um, the scripture was Mark 424. And um, gosh, which word version do I read it out of? Because it's all so good. Oh, uh, <laughs> you guys both said all, it so is. I'm going to read all. Okay. So Mark 424 and Amplified says, Jesus said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of a virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more will be given to you who hear. And then the living says this, and be sure to put into practice what you hear. The more you do this, the more you will understand what I tell you. But the passion, good old passion, um, the passion says, "Then then Jesus said to them, be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. For as you do, more understanding will be given to you And according to the depth of your longing to understand, much more will be added to you. Um, Do you want me to go into kind of what the words mean? Okay, so um, I kind of looked up some of these words. Um, In the King James, it says, take heed what you hear. And when it says take heed, it actually means to discern, to perceive with the use of the eyes, or to perceive by the senses. So, when they're saying, take heed what you're hearing, take heed of just um, dis- use of discernment. Some things are not what they seem. And some of the things look certain ways, but they're, you know, behind it, it's something different. And this is the kind of thing he's talking about. Um, and then he says, um, with what measure you give it, it will be measured back to you, and unto you shall more be given. And um, I looked up the word "hear" also, which sounds simple, but it it means you're able to hear. Which, if you're able to hear, it means you're not deaf. So we have the ability to close ourselves off to things, and I I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And um, but yet we can hear. It also means to perceive the sense of what is said, or to give ear to a teaching or a teacher. So there again is perceive and sense. So it kind of goes, you know, we have our, was there five senses or six senses? Is it five? And so we have those, we have those senses, six sense. We have the Holy spirit. Um, so we have the senses and I think we talked about it last time. You know, you kind of like the situation feel it, it looks good, but it doesn't necessarily feel right. You know, we all go through those situations. So we're actually perceiving and discerning something that's not feeling right to us. And that's a huge thing that God has given us in walking spiritually and in walking kingdom.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, I just, I mean, I just so agree that it, it, I mean, like, just a little little recap. So, just that, um, you know, basically what we see and what we experience in in our own lives, in relationships, but also in the world, that we have to be careful not to to figure that we understand it. Um, The one scripture that's been huge for me in this season um, has been Proverbs 3, 5 through 10. And, um, I'm going to read it out of the passion and I'm going to interject some thoughts as I go, but it's the same type of thing. It's take heed, you know, how so many times, you know, father God says, don't lean to your own understanding, like check out my thoughts and, you know, but anyway, let me read it. Trust in the Lord completely and don't rely on your own opinion. So that means that when something happens, whether it's something that I hear in the news or something happens in my family or something happens in a relationship or whatever, I need to not rely on my own opinion. Because we're real quick that when something happens, we go, this is that, you know, this is what this means, you know, and it's, um, it's wisdom to stop and pause and say, so Father God, this is what I think this means. But what do you want to say about it? What are, How do you feel about this? What are you thinking? What's your mind here? What's your heart here? What's your opinion here? What's your strategy here? So don't rely on your own opinion. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. That word there, heart, isn't just like your heart, heart. It's like it's the it's the center soul of your being. So with all your, the center soul of your being, everything that makes you up to be who you are, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Become intimate. That means that the word become is a present continuous word. So it's, I am intimate with him today, but... The intimacy that I have with him today isn't necessarily going to carry me in three weeks. Like I become intimate with him every day. It's like if um, if I was married and I only had an intimate conversation with the person I was married to when I was in a jam, I we wouldn't be very intimate. We would be more functional. Okay, and it's really easy to have our relationship with Father God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to become functional, where we're running to them when our butts are on fire, or we need money, or you know, whatever, yeah, emergency, Um, rather than developing a constant, intimate relationship with Him. Um. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. I don't think I need to explain that. (laughs) For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. When I adore him with undivided devotion, that to me goes back to the intimacy. It also goes back to worship. It also goes back to beholding. When I have his eyes before me, when I have his mind intentionally set before me, when I have his heart intentionally before me in undivided devotion, it's not hard to avoid what's wrong. You know, sin is separation which means that I've lost intimacy and I've lost intentionality in my relationship. And like what Matt was talking about, I've lost a sense of awe and wonder and discovery because I think I know what he's going to say. And I think I know how he feels about something because I know the do's and don'ts. But what I don't know is his heart within the do's and don'ts. And that's where becoming intimate constantly will help us out. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Result. You know, what do we want? We want healing refreshment our body and spirits long for. In reality, our bodies are built to live in rest. Okay, Uh, question. So... From
1: between verse that, the transition from Mm -hmm. seven to eight. Mm -hmm. And so you spend time with God and spend time with God. And in that, you hear his intentionality toward you. So in that, can you explain what practically that
0: means to you? So how you do that? Okay, so how I do that is, you know, I, I, the first thing is realizing that my opinion and my mind and my knowledge and my logic are finite. And if you think about it, how many times do you Google a problem? How many times do you use Google for information how many times does Google become the baseline for a decision that you're going to make?
1: That's very good.
0: Okay? So, for me, the, the, the transition has to be that, I mean, I'm not saying don't ever Google anything. Google's good. Yeah. But Google's finite man-made information mm-hmm. dumped on a cloud right. yeah. so that we can access what somebody else thinks. Yes. Okay?
1: It is convenient, but.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it is on the cloud. It is kind of heavenly, but, men, men but it's not the mind of Christ. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And so for me, the first step was recognizing that, that I have complete access because the counselor, John 14, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in Jesus' name, because this is Jesus talking, will teach me all things. All things. All things means everything. Okay? And he will remind me of everything that Jesus has said. So, learning to hear the voice of God and tapping in, it does take some practice. You know? But we have to begin. We have to begin to go there. We have to begin to... Um, take some time. Like, Jesus, I heard somebody say oh, something. Well, it's in the Bible. That's where I heard it. <laughs> but, you know, where it said that every, you know, in the evenings, Jesus would go away and he would be alone. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard somebody in a teaching say, you know, what do you think was happening? And I was like, well, he was connecting, was praying with the Father. And he was like, yeah, but what do you think he was getting? You know? And I realized, you know, he was probably getting the entire download for the next day because that's what a good father would do. And that's what he wants to do with us. The father is looking for people that will spend the time to develop relationship with him so that he can begin to establish a prophetic culture on the earth that can be ready for everything that is coming so that we're never tripped out. We're never freaked out. We're always ready we always have the tools that we need. We have the information that we need. We have the strategies that we need. Our heart is already set on peace. Yeah. That's and that's what he's wanting. May I say something? Okay. In that, sometimes when we
1: say we need to spend our time with with God, is sometimes we... Because I grew up in a church, and I grew up pretty much structured set of uh, routines. So... It always has been a challenge for me growing up. Okay, you set a set set a time. I mean, I I have a modest, like my parents, you know, and somebody in my church community. Oh, you need to spend the time like an hour before, yeah, before your day starts. Get up an hour early or two hours early or get up at 5 a.m., have a prayer Session with God. That's not That's not what I'm talking about. Well, some people do. I'm not blaming anybody who do it that way. That's not the comparison. But what is right for you? Right. You know, we live in a, like a really busy what call, mm-hmm. Northern Virginia. Nobody is known for its its own atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> well, except that we've been in this like the um, COVID and quarantine situation but it used to be people we used to hear people's testimonies even when they are driving and stuck in the traffic they will have their time Mm -hmm. praying in spirit Mm -hmm. even in the car you know and listen to audio bible and sometimes they get downloads of stuff from god because your heart is devoted to i'm not saying that is always the right correct way you should get up a certain time, or if you're a night person, God doesn't mind if you're a night person just staying up as few hours. Well, you can do it that way. I'm a night person. Yes, yeah, because I've done that too. So, you know, however you do it, so how you, how you engage with the Holy Spirit, because I know your style is different from mine, mm-hmm. and how would you do it?
0: Yeah. yeah. And everybody in here's style can be totally different because what you have to remember is Holy Spirit, Jesus, and Father God, they're persons. And so how I would relate to Kathy is different than how Heather relates to Kathy is different than how Grace relates to Kathy. And, you know, that individuality is amazing. But even in that, you know, like, just I think the most important thing is just to be sensitive to the voice because he'll call us. He'll call us to his side. And, and it's, and, you know, and when he calls us to his side, sometimes it's like, ah, this doesn't seem convenient, but if you just drop in, sometimes we think, oh, this is going to take 30 minutes. And sometimes it's just a one liner, but that one liner will carry you through the day. And at the end of the day, you'll be like, Whoo, thank God I had that one liner because that saved me all day long, you know? And so, so really it's just, it's a matter of my heart being sensitive to his heart and then when you know he's drawing me, he's drawing me closer. He's wooing me. He's romancing me, just to be available. You know, availability is just a, okay. A key. So, did you find when you were like walking um,
1: with God and with the Holy Spirit, and then the voice you hear is sometimes in the voice of I, you know, like Pastor Barry. <laughs> you hear voice of Pastor Barry, like oh. <laughs> Or voice of Pastor Kathy and voice Pastor John, voice of someone that who is significant in my life, spiritually speaking to my life. Sometimes I don't know what to do with this. And then instead of scripture and Pastor Barry's voice pops up or you know, Pastor Gavin's voice pops up.
0: Oh, yeah. Sometimes a secular song. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All of a sudden one line out of a secular song is God speaking to me or I see... A clip of That's a movie mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it's like oh he you know he's in this you know it's it's just being sensitive to that gentle breeze, you know no i think
2: I think um you know, and talking about when to spend time with God and stuff. I struggle with that because for some reason, everybody thinks the morning is the time when you're supposed to. (laughs) And so all growing up and everything. And even now I just hear a lot of times, spend time with God in the morning. I am not a morning person. I mean, I will, I just fall asleep. It's like, I got to get up, get ready and get, start my day and go. Um, but I'm a night person. And so I just struggled for a long time with that. And then I'm like, well, God knows how he made me. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I if I was dating somebody, you know, and they go, "Hey, you want to go to breakfast?" and I'd be like, "Well, I can, but it, you might get the better part of me in the evening, you know. But I can do it." And so it's like it, it's, you know, uh, <laughs> so it, it, it just go, depends on how you are and how you're created and everything and he he knows well what, i'll what tell you
1: yeah growing up i detested going to early morning prayer time <laughs> so i had to i had to get ready go to school and once in a while my mom would ask me you need to come to i don't know maybe she was read by the spirit come to the early morning prayer time that's like a 5 a.m crack of dawn you just go with your mother and sit in the sanctuary and thinking, Oh, Lord, please forgive me, Jesus. I'm going to about to sleep. <laughs> Many times I've done that. But like, like her, I, you know, sometimes I, I stay at night and I do not fight to go to sleep. Okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? You know? So try to make really quality time. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I think, I just think that's a big thing with people is don't feel condemned. I also remember listening to, if anybody knows Joyce Meyer, um, she was hilarious in this one teaching that she did. But she always says she tried to be like Sister Super Christian and get up at four o'clock in the morning and intercede for four hours. And she was, that's not what she was called to do. And I've, you know, I am an intercessor, but there's, you know, it's, Many I'm, different
1: ways to no, intercede.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's different ways, and so I think that we just have to grow. We have to become aware of how He's created us, who He's created us to be, um, what our giftings are. Like Sandy Hyde does get up at four in the morning and starts praying, and she'll pray for hours. But she is an intercessor, and so. Um, four o'clock in the
0: morning, intercessor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One time we did a thing with Eileen Holmes, and we came in the sanctuary. at Like, was it five or four thirty? Five a.m. Yeah, five a.m. We met in here and. I felt like I was just such the oddball because I felt like they were all like, woo, praying. And I'm like.
0: (laughs) But you know what? There was a grace on that. Like, Like the Holy Spirit told us to do that. He told us for about three months. And it was winter. So it was super dark. It was winter for about three months to come into the sanctuary and pray. From five until the service started every Sunday. And we did it. And we were all. Except for Heather, the rest of us were really happy to be here and really excited and praying, and it was very, you know, um, we needed many cups of coffee. She did wake up eventually. About 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 twenty thirty minutes into her shamatata, she woke up. Um, but the day it was over. We knew it was over. There was no gracing. About there was that. no there was the grace on it was lifted, yeah. and um, and that's the other thing is just to and but that's just the being aware because you know holy spirit you know i i do do mornings and cuz i don't i'm not i'm a night owl but not like if i read at night i just have to keep reading <laughs> Like, what did I just read? <laughs> and read it again. Um, but that's, like, we're all different. That's what we're trying to say. But the thing is, is just to be gentle. Because when God's on it, whether you're a morning person or a night person, God will be on it, and you will be the person that you need to be for that moment in time.
1: And, okay, I feel like I need to share this, but I think this will really encourage uh, some of you as well, that we just had a phenomenal Worship time. And I know, like, when the way Matt encouraged us and how he was releasing his heart through the leading of the worship, the many, um, another way that God will speak to us is during worship time. And we just, you um, talked about the five senses or six senses, whatever the senses, where God uses our senses. So if you are a Sometimes I feel like I'm just using, and every time I use the word, see or whatever. (laughs) It's not like religiously, I don't want to say that, but just that if you kind of see in the spirit what that that means, if you just, there's like an image or if you have this picture or even the scripture along with the picture, those are like God's clues to you to, okay, I'm giving you a word or whatnot, then you need to go after that. It's like a treasure hunt. You need to go after that piece and because God never wastes anything. And in the worship environment, like you know, uh, Pastor Beba talked about um, the verse of song, and I know she flows even there like the spiritual songs. But sometimes when you sing and when you uh, release your heart, it's not because in the world that you have a good of course, you know, God's having a good time with you, which is phenomenal, but it's like God's kind of depositing in you what's coming, you don't, we don't have to necessarily know what that man, means in that moment, but you kind of build up your own way of spending time with God. Don't you agree? I mean, like, yeah, many times when I sort of kind of revive my season to come back to Jesus, and the one of the things I, I remember God restored back to me was that to, to rekindle the love of Scripture all over again. And the way he did it was that because I used to be in the spirit when I see things and it used to really bother me because I didn't have any outlet to, you know, describe what this means or somebody would like teach me how to go about and be in the presence of God and have a like, like conversation. And so when God started restoring those senses back to me, that was a really phenomenal tool and for me having worship time with the the body of christ and then and then god will release certain things through me or reminding me of certain words and stuff that was just a phenomenally um beautiful time because god was sort of watching it's almost his giving puzzles Got, he's putting into like puzzle pieces together and I may not see what that whole the picture looked like. But down the road, many years later, like, oh, I don't think I've seen the, every piece of it, but certain pieces, I start seeing things. Mm-hmm. And that was very valuable. And it all happened with the, through the scriptures because I had scriptures that I've just deposited in me ever since when I was a child, but I didn't know hold out about relationship with God and then so when Holy Spirit was infusing me and building relationship with me and and start talking to me about how to decipher the way you are built to understand God's calling in my life Mm -hmm. then there was a very valuable experience just be in the worship and just just fully open to God and even if you know the pieces you get is not like something that you will articulate at the moment but it's like you're putting things in the pantry for later for cooking by the holy spirit
2: so i, I think you I, yeah. I think you've hit something right as soon as you start talking about seeing and worship and stuff you've hit something i feel like i feel like we need to stay there for a second because um because there's people like when you i know you and you get all sorts of pictures, and, and Grace is phenomenal when she gets things from God. She does diagrams, and you might, you'll might you see her writing in her journal over there, and, but she's doing pictures of how God communicates to her. Um, a lot of times it's pictures and diagrams and all sorts of things, and I think it's really important because people— receive different ways. Like when we're in worship, I love words to the songs because the words take me places and I connect through words in, in, in worship. And, and so the, the places that I go in the spirit, um, I'll get pictures. And like you said, it carry, or one of you said, it carries me through a lot of times, whatever it is, and I think it 's important to to talk about that because some people see colors um, some people see I went through a period of time when we had training center in worship down there, and i 'd bring my iPad and I had this app and i would I would do um, abstract images of what I felt I was seeing in the spirit because I see abstract stuff. And, and I pulled those out recently. And I was like, those are really cool pictures. Like I was shocked at myself because I don't consider myself an artist at all, but I was really shocked. And, you know, I, I think you, you started, you hit something on there that um, would help people understand that we all see in different ways. Some people see angels when they're in here. Um, But, you know, you may be adept at seeing colors. Sometimes I've seen, like, a streak of, you know, green or something go by. And, And when I say see that, I don't physically see it with my eyes. Like, sitting here, I see that. But in the spirit, I see it. And I was seeing things like different things before I really knew, like, am I making this up? And that's why I think it's important to go here because... People need to know you are seeing things. Your, your imagination is in, um, is working in conjunction with the Holy Spirit when you begin to see images or he gives you pictures and stuff in worship and you go places. And um, I, I just didn't know for a while, is that me? Or am I just right. making this up? And also well, scriptures.
0: And scriptures, yeah. 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 And if you've never experienced this, the one thing I would say to you is in worship, in prayer, when you're praying in the spirit, when you're in worship, even when you're in the word, allow, your ima- allow, let your imagination to imagine. Your imagination has been recreated because it's a part of you. So all things have been made new, which includes your imagination. So allow your, when you're reading the word, allow your imagination to see the story. Like animate it you know, when you're in worship, allow your imagination to go places. If, you know, if it ends up to be something that, you know, God's not in, just be like, that's not God. And just throw it away. I mean, we throw a lot of thoughts away, throw that one away, you know, but if it's, you know, if you start to see yourself running in a field, let yourself run in the field. You know, if you begin to see, um, like space, let yourself see space, you know, and, And you might be like, well, why? Well, here's the thing. When we get pictures, and they're from the Holy Spirit, and they're from Father God, they're actually something that he places before us because he wants us. They're like conversation starters. He wants to draw us nearer to his heart. There's a scripture in Proverbs, and it says that it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of man to discover it. Jesus spoke in parables, and a lot of the people never understood them. But why did he speak in parables? He didn't speak in parables because he didn't want people to understand. He spoke in parables to draw people to him to ask the next question. What does that mean? That's what the disciples ended up doing. I think he would have loved it if more people would have stuck around and asked him more questions. You know, Jesus, Father God, and the Holy Spirit they love the child heart that is always asking, why? I have a four-year-old grandson, you know. And he's always like, why, Lela? Why that like that? You no, know, Why this over there? Why you go here? Why? Why? You know, but that's how, you know, that's what Father God wants for us. Because it's in those, and and, it's, and I want to say something too. It's not unfaith-like, unchristian-like, illegal, immoral, to ask God why. That is a lie. God is Father. Every child can ask their father why. And a good father will actually tell you why. You know, I struggled with something for a really, really long time, and I had heard somebody say in church, um why? Did you never ask God why? That you can ask him what, when, and where, who, but not why. And you know, I never got peace about um, the situation that I had experienced that was very hurtful until I asked him why. And the why that he told me when I shared it with other people, they were like, that fixed you? And I was like, that totally fixed me. I am so okay with this now. And they're thinking like, that was, you know, minimal. That was like, you know, trivial. But God knew what my heart needed. <laughs> you know? And, and he's healer. And he heals us soul and body. He renews our spirit. And so he, want, he knows the things that are hurting your hearts. And if you ask him why, just take the moment then to be quiet for a little while and listen. You know, because it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings, men, to discover it. And like this walk in the kingdom is... Oh, it should be super exciting. It should be very, an adventure where we're constantly discovering Father God because his personality is eternal.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is, what we are sharing is really practical. Think about it. I mean, we go home, we turn on TV, and we watch images, movies. And with the Bible, it's like watching his story unfold. And if we, sometimes we really do not like the word, the discipline, <laughs> but God knows how we are made up mm-hmm. and, you know, God's way of disciplining my life, the way I was built to express his kingdom, completely different from hers and hers. I love both very much, but there are certain things when we share with me, oh, is that how you do it? You know? It's so different. Mm-hmm. And even I lo- loved when uh, Rafa shared um, that when he encountered that young man, and he said, well, he had to kind of pause and start praying in spirit. That is very practical mm-hmm. because I remember Pastor Barry used to give <laughs> us, you know, um, that when you are a little bit afraid around the edges, just to take yourself to the restroom, shut the door, pray in spirit for five minutes. And and like the Isaiah scripture, (laughs) it refresh you. (laughs) It's like, oh. (laughs) You know, and well, sometimes it's not that practical. But sometimes we have to close our doors (laughs) to do that. Mm -hmm. And and it is actually (laughs) personally, personally, (laughs) personally, sit on the throne. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It helps a lot. It does. Yes, it is very practical. Yes. And, um, but, okay. Anything you want to say? (laughs) We're just sharing something really practical, I I believe. And, like, when she mentioned, you you mentioned about movies, you know. I remember um, (laughs) this particular movie Miss Sandy and I were talking about. uh, This is years ago. Particular movie. And, it was so funny. It wasn't supposed to be a crying movie, but she said, <laughs> after I watched that movie, I cried and cried and cried. Like, oh my God, I did the same thing. And I feel like the, the, the kindred spirit going because it's not a like crying movie, but you know, something hit and we just have to carry conversation and what God is doing. And sometimes God speaks through movies. Yeah. But you know why? Because, because it's not that you heard what God wants to do with your life with, through movies or songs. And it's just that it's, it's the evidence that you are actually having relationship with God. And God's talking to you. And because God, when God speaks to you, he always speaks to you with peace. Mm-hmm. And he always leads you with peace. He was, He's never driving you. Mm-hmm. Because if you feel less driven, if you feel driven, that's not God. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, I, I noticed that I was talking to um, Pastor Kathy and um, Pastor Babette and Heather, and I noticed that, I don't know, lately, because of what we've gone through, even on the road when you're driving, you feel like this drivenness, this, like, um, something. It, it feels like people are, like, being chased after. And and I don't like that kind of feeling, you know? So when you uh, sense those kind of atmosphere, you just see, like, a, I remember when Pastor Babette uh, shared about her Metron, and you are—you are, you are actually—you cannot blame Deborah for it either, because you are the one who can actually dictate your own atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So when you are driving, when you encounter because sometimes I, I, I you know, in, when you get into your flash, you are thinking why that person is so aggressive driving like that. But then there is a reason because it's sometimes I remember for for several months I was driving and. I, uh, I think maybe last year and every time I look over and somebody's always on the phone while driving so driving and texting so I said Jesus why am I keep seeing this thing, this person all the time, I mean it, was, it never missed, every time I stop at a traffic light or driving, the person's texting so the Holy Spirit said you pray for that person oh. <laughs> well okay could be coincidental or everyone's on on the road driving and on the no condemnation if you have done it mm-hmm. <laughs> no condemnation don't raise your <laughs> hands <laughs> but, but don't text and drive yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah but it's true you know sometimes we have to realize that we are it is not a coincidence that we are where we are mm-hmm. um a couple of weeks ago i was on my way home it was a wednesday and um it seemed like, like just from leaving here and on 66, just getting on 66, I saw two accidents. Mm -hmm. And that for me is key. Like be aware of patterns that you see, you know, because when I saw the first one, you know, I just kind of did the, you know, father, thank you that everybody's okay. And, you know, my normal little thing that I say. And then when I saw the second one, I kind of went, hmm. And then I saw somebody else do something really crazy on the road and uh, and within me the word chaos kind of just turned and and I realized you know there was something happening in the spirit in the unseen realm that was dictating what was happening in the seen realm and that's something that is is really key that and recently I've just become um, more and more aware of, like with, with we talked about it, with things that are happening now. And, um, and then the Holy Spirit brought me to the scripture in Matthew sixteen one through 3. And it's, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, to the religious people, the church people. He's talking to the church. <laughs> mm-hmm. When it's evening, you say it will be good weather because the sky is red. And in the morning, you say it will be stormy today because the sky is red. Red sky at night, sailors delight, red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. We've all heard that, right? If you, if you live at the beach, you, <laughs> if you live at the beach, you know that because you know whether or not the next day is going to be a beach day, right? Um, <laughs> you know how to interpret the weather signs, red sky at night, red sky in the morning, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. And that's what we're called to do. So when we see things, when we see a couple of things, when something, you know, rises up, you know, it's wisdom to stop for a minute before going to our opinion and be like, okay, Papa, what's going on here? So driving down the road, I see two accidents on my way home. I only live 15 minutes away. So two accidents in less than 15 minutes is a lot, right? So then I see somebody do something crazy on the road. Okay, that's a pattern, Mm -hmm. Pastor Barry would say patent. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know how that is. <laughs> Um You know, so by that time, then it's kind of like, okay, okay, I'm sensing chaos. Okay, so in the name of Jesus, I take authority over spirit of chaos. I speak peace on the highway that I'm on. I speak peace, you know, I speak order. And just started praying in the spirit. Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to bring heaven to earth. We're called to influence this natural realm with the kingdom. We're called to see what's happening in the natural realm right now. Like, I want to I want to challenge you guys. Okay? Right now things are chaotic. And there might be one thing... It tends to be that one thing is bugging one person more than another. Could be sure. COVID is bugging you. Mm-hmm. It could be that the racial, you know, things that have risen up are bugging you. Or it could be that the political stuff is bugging you. Or could, well, that, or yeah, the school. Yeah. Well, that's all in the COVID. Like, the schools is all in the COVID and all of that. So, you know, be, be truthful with yourself, with your own self, about what's bugging you the most about all of this. What, what has you the most in fear? What is annoying you the most? What are you questioning the most? Maybe it's the economy. Okay? Maybe you own a business. I don't know. And go and ask Father God what he thinks about what's bugging you so much. Is it bugging him as much as it's bugging you? Does it really need to bug you as much as it's bugging you? And what would he want you to know to bring peace? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's good.
0: Because when we, that's Googling God, okay? I like that. That's Googling God, okay? Because if you thought that Google had the answer to those questions, we'd all be pulling out our phones and Googling Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. okay? And then write down what he tells you. You know, one of the most powerful things that I think I've learned is writing down what God tells me. Because it's like what Grace said. Write it down. I I just today came into the sanctuary. I was just going to pray in the Spirit for a while. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to read your journal. Well, my journal goes back to February 2019. What I have in here now. I've I've got the kind that I can pull paper in and out. And I went back and I read. And it was really interesting what I read. It prepared me for now. So he was preparing me, giving me a strategy. But I also read this. I had asked him. There must have been some weather thing. And I asked him, is all this weather stuff your judgment? Because all these prophetic words from the prophets had come that hurricanes are the judgment of God. And it didn't feel right, but I don't know. And I asked him, and I went back and I read what he told me. It was like, God, that's brilliant. You're so smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, I was impressed, you know?
1: <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very really good because, you no, know, you go to, you just, um, uh, the honor the power of peace of God Mm -hmm. and to just envelop Mm -hmm. wherever you go. And then the one thing that reminds me, and I love um, when Heather talks about um, the government, even, even the United States, she has up the uh, uh, prayer prayer group for the nation. And, and then we, sometimes we say, Oh, she's passionate about this. and, when passionate about politics but she's not passionate about politics. politics. She's passionate about God's kingdom yeah. coming on the scene. So I think in this season um, that being led by peace is like a peace is not a a thing. Peace is actually person mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. So peace is actually dominion word. So when when Heather Leads, like a prayer groups. And I think it's like a God has upped the game in a sense that we had the seasons of like fighting. Like, like we, our fight is not, you know, against flesh mm-hmm. and
0: blood.
1: blood and our really God has given us the name of Jesus. And also he actually revealing us as the dominion figure yeah. in our lives and as church. So, um, I want Heather to kind of share about that, the peace of God, that aspect. Because the reason I'm I wanted to speak about this is that um, I went into prayer meetings, especially more recently. It's all been like that. She's been praying for the nation for for now. How for, for how long? Four years yeah, ago. about four years ago. And you think. I'm not saying that other prayers are not important, but especially with this house, because we have revelation of authority. Revelation of authority. Sorry. I forgot. So, yes. So when she, when she leads us the prayer, because suddenly you can see the anointing on her, her, and that's her passion. And, and in it, there's such a peaceable way to pray over. And there's such a peaceable way. Yes, we, there are times we do like a powerful prayer, but a lot of times she clearly sees the Father's intention for the nation. So it's not about which political party, but it's all about how Jesus wants to be the center of this national government. You know, so I don't want to
2: take up time. So talk about peace? Yes.
1: Because you, know, you bring peace, and and then the authority when you do the prayer meetings, and mm. and then the people can literally feel the easiness of that prayer meeting. Hmm.
2: What to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't know that that people can feel that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm like being put on the spot <laughs> I <laughs> because I'm putting you on the
1: spot because um, because of what we just pa- Pastor Babette talked about and there is this, this chaotic feel to it oh, oh, but when we get into even for the, the prayer thing it's not about who's going to be in the power that's not it
2: right it's, it's, about, it's about righteousness being imparted into our nation and how how can God do that, um, because he says when the righteous rule the people rejoice. I mean, right? We, our whole thing is we want to infect the world with Jesus. Um, and there's there's certain ways that that God can use to do that. I, I mean, just take China for example. I mean, China shut down all their churches. You know, I mean, you can't do anything in China if you're a Christian. You're underground and you're imprisoned. Who wants to live in that? And um, And so, you know, the religious freedom is paramount to how this nation was founded. And there's a lot of things coming against this nation that is a direct effect on religious liberty and and worshiping God and serving him. And so there's a lot of talk. There's lots lots of things that go on. But for me as a believer my heart is God has to be let loose in this nation. And if there's forms of government and policies and things that are going to restrict that in any way, then it needs to be shut down. I mean, we we shouldn't, we don't need that. We want to let people receive Jesus here in this nation, and that's what he's called us to do. So uh, along with the peace, um, you know, we're called to be basically as believers we're the governing force in the earth. So like what pastor Babette was just saying is we're here to influence the world. And so when she was talking about going home and seeing the accidents and then praying, coming against that spirit of chaos and releasing peace and order, um, that's, that's her walking in her governing authority as a believer on this earth. And, you know, and um, God calls us ambassadors and ambassadors go to other countries and they represent like an ambassador from the United States represents our president and the United States to that country. And the word calls us ambassadors and we're ambassadors for Christ meant to bring reconciliation. We're meant to bring people back into reconciliation. relationship with God and right understanding and and right, uh, thinking about the kingdom. And so, um, as we walk, whether it's praying for the nation or whether it's in our everyday life, like what she was talking about, um, the peace is so important. I love, like I'm an organized person. I love organization. So, if there's, you know, anything going on, the first thing I do is like, okay, what are all the steps that I need to do to do this? Because I love organization because organization brings peace. So when something's not organized, there's chaos. And, and so when you come in, um, you know, we have just for Sunday morning, we have a whole service schedule. We know who's doing what. We know what's happening. So that when you come in, there's a spirit of peace because there's not people running around behind the scenes going, who's doing offering today? Who's doing the production? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And even if you don't know that we're doing that, if it was really like that, it would bring an atmosphere of disorganization, which would bring an atmosphere of chaos, which would not give God a good place to come rest in the place. And when we worship and when we hear the word, and so you would have a whole different feel to it. And And so, you know, when um we're called to when we're called to to govern that's a big part of it is where's the order where's the peace so that God can move on people's lives i don't know if i'm answering this question the way you're yeah
1: i think <laughs> I, I think you're answering the question perfectly because basically that god god jesus is prince of peace so when well there you go <laughs> And when we come together, whether you pray for your own own life or your family life, even you know the church life, or your, for your boss and your company, and because you you are the, you are planted where Pastor Barry used to say that where you are, you that's not coincidence. You're there to carry God's purpose. And so, have you ever noticed maybe you're taking for granted because you're a, such a peaceful person, when you go into places, sometimes people take a like, second look at you or they love, they kind of like to kind of linger. Have you ever like go through, through, through a shopping um, or the grocery store, you go walk into the aisle, there are sometimes person kind of follow after you, not stalking you, but just... Uh, and then you sometimes like... Yeah, your natural mind thinking, this is weird. (laughs) But the person is feeling your peaceful, Mm -hmm. what do you call it, aura? It's not a new age thing, really, because you are, your spirit, soul, and body is perfectly aligned to enforce (laughs) what you said. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, as believers (laughs) and as the church, you know, we're called to be led by the Holy Spirit, right? And to be leaders and the main influencers on the earth. And so people will be attracted to that. People, I have, a lot of times people will tell me, um, when I come into your house, it's just so peaceful. Yeah. And I I used to get really, um, actually it used to hurt my feelings. <laughs> it did. Because um, sometimes, like, people would come over like my friends kids especially and they would fall asleep <laughs> and I always thought like I'm the boring one <laughs> I'm the boring mom <laughs> my house is the boring place <laughs> where people come over and go to sleep <laughs> I, if I, and, and they would have my feelings you <laughs> probably I wanted a, to <laughs> be the exciting yeah. one if anybody
1: have a, you know, you saw me, go to her house. <laughs> Not
0: really. But now, like I had somebody come over um, during the Sozo Summit. Some of the um, some ladies came over, and they they opened my eyes to something I didn't know. And they said, "You do realize that you really carry the Shalom of God." Ooh. And I was like, "Oh, I thought I was just born." <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I thought everybody else got to be the laughing, exciting people, and I was like, (laughs) you know, so it's important that we realize, you know, what we carry and what our influence is, and, you know, and to realize that there's a purpose beyond what I think the purpose is, you know, like there's a reason why, you know, and if you think about it, I mean, you know, I have a I have a, a heart for inner healing. I have a heart to see people made whole. So maybe carrying peace is better than them coming into my office and me going, Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Can I
2: can Eight I points. say something? I know we're almost done. Yeah. Can I go back for a sure. minute to your, the movie you and Sandy watched yeah. and I, it was because it, we know had what just that come is? out of a war. We had just come out of talking about worship and what we see and feel and sense. And I want to say something real fast because, um, she talked about the movie and it wasn't meant to be a sad movie, but they both cried at the end and they were like, Oh, we're kindred spirits. <laughs> and because we had just gotten to talk about stuff that happens in worship, I, I went straight to this. Um, it's interesting in worship because people have so many different experiences. And sometimes it can feel awkward if someone is weeping and you, you all of a sudden start laughing and (laughs) you know, and it's, and it, yeah. And it can feel really awkward, but God is moving in different ways in different people. And so even talking about the peace and (laughs) feeling like you were boring, some people may just be like, (laughs) you know, out because they're just peaceful Mm -hmm some people read some people are laughing and i think it's important as we as we move in this new season mm-hmm. to let ourselves move with the holy spirit mm-hmm. and however he moves on us and, um, not feel weird about how he's moving on us yeah, and not feel weird it. about, well, that, cause I have felt this, I've mm-hmm. wanted to bust out laughing and someone else <laughs> is crying or I've been crying and other people are laughing hysterically. And you kind of have to let yourself flow with whatever's happening mm-hmm. because it's going, it's, it's happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really think that as the Holy Spirit moves in here or Sundays, what, whatever meeting we're in, just let him flow and let however he moves on you move because it's happening for a reason, whether we understand it or not. Right. It's happening for a reason. And so I think, I think that was a great example yeah. of that, of how you guys could cry at a movie that someone else would have been laughing through. Yes. But it's how he ministered mm. to you in that moment of right. the movie. exactly. All right. Um, it's
1: a little bit late, but we have just two minutes. Okay, so um, I wasn't sure... I wrote this one down and it was on the, it was, I actually have to um, copy from my phone and I took a picture of it because it was a, 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 a um, statement that I received in an email and I thought, I thought about it. And then this would be like really good place to end uh, based on what Pastor Kathy said. This is not the end. And, <laughs> and then after that, I want, um, when, after I read this statement, I want like, uh, Pastor Bebe to pray. Is that Okay. Okay, so, so I feel led to do this. So I'll just please just be patient with me for a minute. Okay, so in this particular email that I received, this is one of the things that I subscribed, and then it, came in the mail, it came in the email, and I, I kind of stared at it and read it. It was really good. Because it, it really kind of addressed to where we are. And, and then as a Bible people, it says, is this, the question was, is this the apocalypse? Okay. And then the statement says yes, because apocalypse is not the end of the word. In the Bible, the apocalypse is a I can even read my own handwriting here, okay. Um, can you read my
0: <laughs> moment? <Is that> moment? <laughs> Wow. Is that moment?
1: Yeah, it's a moment when when God pulls back the curtains and shows his people what is going on from a heavenly perspective. So the Apostle Paul um, had a moment, the encounter with the risen Christ, and that was his apocalypse. He was, um, for the first time, to see the truth about Jesus. There was a reason from the dead, and when God brings about the kind of apocalypse, it usually, um, it usually means some things come to an end so new possibilities and future can emerge
0: sorry <laughs> That's
1: well for some i ever like feeling like i could not read yet <laughs>
0: yes, okay you did really well yeah. that that is absolutely perfect to end on um so i'm just going to praise out so father thank you father we take on that word apocalypse and we just thank you father god that you're just pulling back the veil So that we can see what you're seeing. We can see it how you're seeing it. We can see the beginning from the end because you're the Alpha and the Omega. And you give us the capacity to see the beginning from the end in the same way that you see it, Father God. Father, in the same way that when Elijah was, when they were surrounded, he said, Father, open Elisha's eyes so that he can see what's really happening in the spirit realm. And there he won't be afraid any longer of what's happening in the natural I thank you, Father God, and I ask you to open the eyes of our understanding so that we can see everything in our lives that pertains to life and godliness. We can see it just the exact same way you see it, whether it's issues in our family and our finances, issues in the world, issues within the church, just things that concern us, Father God, our future. I thank you, Father God, that you will open the eyes of our understanding to see our future, the future of our children, if we're concerned about them. I praise you and I thank you for that, Father. I thank you, Father, that you hide nothing from us, but you hide it for us, so that we go deeper into your heart and deeper into relationship, and we say yes to that. We say yes that we will allow the Holy Spirit to take us to the next level in this relationship, to the deeper place of intimacy. That we would come to know you, not in a knowledge that is in our head, but in a knowledge that is intimate, that is experiential, that is heart to heart, where our hearts beat as one. And we thank you for it. We thank you for depth. We thank you for a depth. In Jesus' name,
1: amen.